Hola cabronas y cabrones, it's Ashanti, Ada, and Fran, and we're back with another episode of our Cabronas y Café podcast. So if you missed the last one, we were talking about some drama we had with the LGBTQ plus influencer. Check it out if you missed it. It's really good, really juicy. But today we will be talking about Catholicism. We will be spilling the beans, the coffee beans, on Catholicism and our private school experience. Um, we're going to just talk about like what it was like going to a private, you know, Catholic high school and our relationship with Catholicism in general. Um, so preparen sus tacitas and let's get ready for la café caliente. Um, so I would just like start off with a, a, a short introduction. So we all went to the same private high school. Um, obviously, it was it was a Catholic high school. I believe Ada only went for a short short period of time, but Fran and I went from um, the all four years. And to summarize it, it was just a very interesting experience. I think I think we all have our different takes on how that was, and um, you know our experiences it with our experiences with it. So yeah, I don't I I want one of you guys to uh, start start it off first. I will go first. So hey y'all, it's me Ada, and I'm gonna spill the hot coffee, the cafe caliente, on my experience with private school and Catholicism. So from kinder to second grade, I went to Sacred Heart in Covina. And after that, I went to public, but for high school, because my sister went to the this Catholic high school, should we say the name? Should we say it? Okay. So my sister went to Bishbamont, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go to Bishbamont as well. So I went to Bishop for my freshman year, and let me just tell you, after my freshman year, I had enough, and I told my mom, that's it. I'm out of here, honey. I'm gone with the wind. Fabulous. They don't get me. I don't like anybody. I have no friends. (laughs) And Father says he was creepy. It's probably still creepy. This Father says he. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Anyways, (laughs) but... (laughs) But to get back on track, I was born and raised Catholic. I have, um, I was baptized Catholic, uh, confirmed as a Catholic, had my quinceanera. You already know. Um, I had my quinceanera while welcoming into the Catholic Church. And yeah, I would say that, you know, um, my parents growing up weren't very strict Catholics, um, but I would say that my experience my experience with Catholicism is enough to have kind of a bad taste in my mouth. So that's as much as I'm going to get into it right now. And I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic to someone else. Yeah. No, um, I'm like, like I wasn't as lucky as you were. I was just like right away. I didn't really see like the issues with the school. Like I wish I had, I don't know if that really would have changed like my, <clears throat> my uh, path, I guess. So like in high school, but you know, looking back, like I think it, worked out that way for reasons. reason. So yeah, just to reiterate, like I went to the same high school as Ada mentioned, <clears throat> uh, Bishop Mott. And 
it was a crazy journey. Um, I think for the most part, it really, in a weird way, like it, it did kind of knock me down because of course, like, as we know, in the Catholic church, um, and anyone can step in to like maybe add more in on this, but as far as I understand, and like, I'm saying this as if I hadn't gone to private school all my life and like, and, and religious private schools. Um, but yeah, like the Catholic church, like they want to say that they're accepting of homosexuality and that, you know, whatever, whatever, like, like just live, like you, you do that, but it's just like the acts of homosexuality is what's not okay. Like, I think it's how they say it. it's like if you have like an incline towards homosexuality like they're okay with it but as long as you don't act on it so i'm like how the hell am i supposed to be gay but not do gay things with my gayness like i don't know like that doesn't seem like a happy life like i have to like like i can only be like maybe 50 percent gay but don't go full blown 100 percent. so i always found that strange um i do remember especially in one class where that was brought up i think that was in like i don't know oh my god I, I think some like class on the topic of like marriage, I guess, in the Catholic church or how the Bible talks about it anyway. Um, and the teacher for that class, and I, I can't remember his name. It doesn't even matter, but he said that basically, yeah, like, you know, you can be like homosexual, but just don't do homosexual acts. And I'm like, what? And I'm like sitting there feeling, I think I'm literally the only gay person in that class, I think. And I'm just like, okay, that's awkward. Like, and I'm, I swear he looked towards my direction <laughs> when he said that. So I was just like, sweet like I feel super comfortable already like you know because I think at that point in my time I think that that was like in my yeah I think my junior year so I was already becoming more comfortable with myself um and so yeah it was just like a weird weird roller coaster ride because from like freshman to sophomore like I wasn't confident as a like just with like how I looked and all that stuff that was like a different journey but with my sexuality like I didn't really come to full term terms with it until I started realizing, like, I can't fight off, like, my attraction towards other women, like, it's just this natural thing that's just there, and I can't fight that off, um, and I only told close friends at the time, I actually came out first as bisexual because of my fear of coming out in a Catholic high school, so, uh, yeah, it was a lot, but I'll leave it at that for now, but yeah, I'll also, like, support what Otto was saying about how some, if not a lot of, like, teachers are hella creepy, um, 100%, but yeah, like that. I think that's that's all I have for now. I think as we talk about it, I think more things will come up. But yeah. So um, yes, as they said, we all went to Bishop Almott High School. That was an experience. Um, of course, it was a little more different for me because I am straight or I, I'm I'm cishet. That's how I identify. Um, so I didn't struggle in terms of that way, but I think it was just more, I mean, it was just kind of everything. I mean, I really, you know, people always thought like I was like bitter, or, like I'm trying to be different. Cause I'm like, well, I don't have school spirit, but it just wasn't a place, you know, even as a straight person, as a cishet person, like I still didn't really feel all that comfortable. I, I, I really think that schools like that are, are, are pretty toxic and um, I am a feminist or a womanist. I don't really know what the what the modern term is now. I feel like that's kind of ever changing. But um, that's that's how I am, right? I'm for all women, you know, all women, everyone that identifies as a woman, you know, women of color, black women, and you know, being like that in a Catholic high school was you were still kind of targeted. I actually specifically had um, I, I I won't say his name. I don't know that might change <laughs> but um I'll just say my Shakespeare teacher my um 
I think it was my senior year of high school. Um, I did not want to take Shakespeare, but it was the only one that fit in my schedule. So I'm not a big fan of his work. But um, my teacher in that class, he, you can definitely tell he peaked in high school. Definitely. He was friends with the football players and was kind of like always joking like that. Um, I think he used to be a DJ back in the day. People that went to Bishop Lamont, I think you guys know who I'm talking about. Everyone loved him. I didn't. Um, because he would always, he would always single me out as a feminist. So obviously we're reading Shakespeare, right? So it's very, it's very different than literature now. Or like, you know, obviously the, the time was different, you know, gender roles and everything, um, or women didn't really have a place in society besides, you know, bearing children. So like anytime something like that would come up, like he would directly look at me and it was so weird. Like I hated it. He picked on me since like day one and, you know, I even had someone else too. Like, it's just like weird. Again, like I said, I'm, I'm speaking from my experience, you know, um, just as a, as a feminist, like it was definitely still kind of looked down on, I feel like in school, because I remember, um, I have a really good memory. Okay. I don't, I don't really forget anything. So I remember I was in my geometry. No, I was in my algebra two class. And um, I used to take IB art, which is like the worst class to this day. I just want to add, even in college, IB art was the hardest class I ever took. Rita was a really hard, she was really hard on me. That's thanks to Fran, because Fran is the artist in the family. And she thought I was going to be the same. I was not, but just got to put that in there. Um, But I remember being in my algebra two class and on my sketchbook, I had, um, I painted a quote from Alexander McQueen. He's my favorite. Uh designer ever. And the quote was, I want people to fear the women that I dress or something along those lines. Right. And I, I always loved that. That quote always stuck with me. Um, and he, and like this, this one football player, he picked, like he grabbed my, my sketchbook without asking me. And he was just like, are you one of those like feminist people? And I was like, yes. And I'm like, can I have my sketchbook back? And he was just kind of like making fun of me. And I was like, okay, dude, like, oh, you're so cool. Cause you're misogynistic, whatever. And, you know, it was just like little things like that, that people would say that kind of like, I, it didn't bother me, but I was just like, how, like, how ignorant are you? And I kind of feel like that environment in general, right. Is super misogynistic. I think religion really is. That's why I, personally don't you know I I don't think I'm not a religious person I actually kind of identify myself more like spiritual um I do believe in a higher power I do call that higher power God but I don't necessarily believe in like the churchy biblical type of religion so that's that's really like how that is for me um but yeah it was just just weird um Really, if you weren't a football player, no one really cared about you. Um, it was just like, it, it's just like very, because it's such a small school. Like everyone, well, for the most part, knows everyone. I still don't know all the people I graduated with because I didn't care to know anybody. <laughs> but um, it, it, was, uh, it was very interesting. I feel like a lot of the teachers had a lot of favorites. They kind of played along with that whole like, oh, like they're popular. Like I'm going to be friends with them. Um, I think... Uh, a perfect teacher example for that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just say it. Uh, Mr. Devera, that was his name, right? Football coach. I had his religion class, and um, 
it was it was just interesting i would say say that um but yeah i mean that's pretty much like like what i can think of like off the top of my head i mean there's like so much more but you know i want someone else to to kind of chime in and and add on yeah i think um uh, like i want to ask like when you made that transition from bishop Amat to the next school like what were like the immediate like differences you caught on already like the pros and cons of like I guess sort of like uh well yeah I'll let you explain like what were the differences you know I want to hear that I didn't really notice any differences but I would say going into Catholic school from a public school because I went to public school in middle school for third all the way to eighth grade I noticed the kids are really sheltered and it was kind of like weird. Um, obviously, like I knew that a lot of the kids didn't like know other religions or didn't have like different religious perspectives. Like they only knew Catholicism for some fucking weird reason. And me going into going from from Catholic school, from Catholic private school into a public school. I had no idea that other kids were religious. You know, I just knew that, like, I knew Catholicism in Christianity. And so, like, as kids, when we would speak about, like, certain things, you know, I would be like, oh, like, what are you? And kids would be like, I'm Mormon. I'm Presbyterian. I am x y and z and i'd be like yo what the fuck like what's mormonism what's being presbyterian like what is that like i've never heard of these fucking religions in my whole entire life or like my parents are atheists like i'd be like yo what like y'all don't believe in god they'd be like yeah (laughs) or like having some like jehovah's witness kids like sit out like the christmas party at our school because like you know, we were celebrating a fucking Christmas. Like, I never saw that before. Like, they would go sit in the office or, like, not come to school that day. Like, so my fucking mind was blown, obviously, as a child. And I was just like, what is this? And I think that really made me hungry to want to learn about other religions. Because I'm, like, I would say, like, my... I'm pretty well-educated with, like, of different religions. Like, because... It just made me, like, curious. And, like, I wanted to know, like, what's up with this, you know? So that's my take on it. But, you know, Catholic school kids and private school kids are two totally different people. Straight up. Like, public school, you have kids from all different walks of life. You have poor kids, middle class kids, and you got kids with money. Especially within the school district I went to. There was literally no in between. Like, you were either middle class or you were high class. Like, you had money. And that was it. You know? Which kind of, in my personal opinion, I think really divided the line. Like, in a sense, like, kids with money hung out with the kids with money. And the middle class kids hung out with middle class kids. You know? And that goes the same. That goes, like for uh catholic school as well because there was a lot of kids at fish that parents had a lot of money there was kids that you know were middle class and then there was also those kids that were you know struggling or they were there on a football or some type of sports scholarship 
getting bussed in from the inner city, you know? And what was really weird for me is that my neighbor worked at Bishop Lamont as a counselor and a religion teacher and her taking me to school every day instead of my parents. That was really uh, very uh, interesting for me and it didn't really make me a lot of friends. And another thing is, is that what's really weird at Bishop Lamont is I noticed like, oh, the kids who went to St. John hung out with only kids who went to St. John. The kids who went to St. Chris only hung out with kids that went to St. Chris. Or like, you know, the Sacred Heart kids only hung out with Sacred Heart kids. Even though I went to Sacred Heart till second grade, the Sacred Heart kids didn't even accept me as a friend. So I felt like I had fucking nobody. You know what I mean? Like, the kids that I knew, like, from when I was younger, who I still, like, kind of grew up with, like, didn't even accept me or didn't really even want to be my friend. So I was like, well, fuck, like, where do I go? And the friends that I did make like, didn't really even want to be my friend, you know, so, I don't know, there was a lot of heathens at that school, though, let me tell you, a lot of kids be sinning, girl, all right, I'm gonna pass the mic to somebody else, actually, no, I have a question for Ashanti and Fran, what is your earliest memory from Catholic school, what is your earliest negative memory of being part of Catholic school? That's actually a really good question. Um, yeah, if you can think of something first, go ahead. I mean, let me see. The earliest thing I can think of is, I want to say it was my religion class with Mr. Murphy. I actually love Mr. Murphy. Shout out to him. Uh, one of the very few people that I liked. He was super cool. A lot of people made fun of him, which I didn't like. Um, but besides that, there is this, um, kid in my class, he was gay and I believe he was openly gay. I don't know, but he was a little flamboyant, you know, and he stuttered. And I remember like, you know, some like boys sitting near me and they're like making fun of him. And I'm like, how are you, why are you making fun of someone for a speech impediment? And then on top of that, they would throw in that, oh, well, he's also gay, too. So they, like, just would make fun of him. And, like, um, I think he was, like, in theater and stuff. He was actually pretty popular. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see that, you know. he. I mean, not that that matters, but, um, you know, he had a lot of friends and stuff. So that's good. Like, I'm glad he wasn't just, like, you know, outcasted completely. But there was definitely some people that, like, I, I know for a fact would make fun of him. And it just, like, I was just, like, dude, are you serious? Like, I know I said something once, but they ignored me. But I'm just, like, like, leave the, like, he's not doing anything. He was super sweet, super, super sweet. And um, I think he was in choir, too. But, yeah, I th- I want to say maybe that was my first negative experience that I can think of. Because it's a lot, but I feel like that was probably, like, Later on in my, um, I guess, edu- education career, educational career. So, yeah. What about you, Yeah. Chad? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, yours kind of does kind of, like, transition nicely into what I can remember as, like, the first negative experience because it was directly towards me. Like, I mean, I found that to be pretty rampant in like that school specifically that bullying was just like a thing that happened and like there wasn't much like 
punishment for it, in my opinion, right? Like, at least from my experience, I don't know if like maybe I just didn't speak about speak up about it enough, whatever, whatever. I also was a really quiet person, so you know, it just like I kind of was just like a target for bullying, I suppose. But um, because you know, I, they probably knew I wouldn't really fight back. But I think with that said, um, specifically remember uh, a football player. Um, his name doesn't matter. I can't even remember it. Uh, all funny thing is though, I know he he does. Uh, he he. I, I remember I came across him randomly whenever I was trying to look for gyms in West Covina. I guess he was like a trainer there at some point. But either way, um, yeah. So he had like said something about my appearance, my weight, something like that when I was trying to defend a friend of mine at the time. And this was during like a class. Like I think we we're taking like a little bit of break, but I mean this was happening like in the middle of that. And so he said something like. Oh, you couldn't even like, cause I, I don't, I don't remember the conversation, but I know he mentioned my weight because he was like, oh, well, you couldn't even run fast enough with all that fat, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, okay, like, I mean, or he's like, or oh, you wouldn't be able to catch me because you know you're too fat, basically. And I was like, why would you be running away from me in the first place? And I said that, and then like, I don't know, it just like ended up being this whole stupid conversation, and like he was just saying all these like really rude comments towards me, whatever, whatever. And uh, that was that, but. And then there was another guy, too, which, funny enough, I'm pretty sure he was, like, closeted, like, just like me at the time, but he was, like, coming at me with all these derogatory comments, and I'm like, dude, chill, like, like, I don't know what I did to you, and it was weird, because we started off as friends, so just the bullying was, like, the first, like, sort of experience I noticed right away when I started going there, like, people were just, like, quick to it, like, they didn't even really care, because they were either spoiled, or, you know, they knew that they can just get away with it because of, like, their, um, they're like their sort of uh their status exactly their status um and they can just bully the people below them so for me that that's what that was yeah I definitely um agree with you on that like (laughs) that's what I mean by like that that environment is really toxic because I mean bullying happens anywhere public school private school whatever um but it's ironic that you're in a Catholic school, right? Or a Christian school. Fran and I went to a Christian middle uh preschool, middle school. We've been in we've been in a private school from preschool all the way through 12th grade. So I've never I never went to a public school until a uh, community college when I had to pick out my outfits. That was kind of culture shock for me because I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna wear? But that's besides the point. Um but it's really ironic, right? You're in this environment of religion catholic you know christian whatever um but mostly i noticed it in catholic school um and you know god is all loving right god loves everyone you know people love to paint themselves as good people because they go to church that's the number one you know as soon as someone some says something bad does something bad the first thing they say is i'm a god-fearing person i go to church every sunday but those are the same people that are talking shit to other people. Those are the same kids that are bullying other kids, but they think that they're above everybody because they're like, well, I mean, I go to school, I repent, you know, I go to I go to confession as if that's like a qualifier for being a shit person. And that's kind of where um my relationship with religion kind of started to fray because I've noticed that. And I'm glad that I noticed that kind of at an early age. I noticed that in, in high school. In high school, I want to say, like, my most, I guess my, my, um, kind of awakening, I, I guess I would say. I don't want to say woke. That's kind of cringe to me. But, 
um, was definitely my junior year. I think when I was like 16, 17, because that's when I kind of identified as like, I'm like a feminist. Like I, I, this is what I stand for. And I was kind of questioning faith, right? I was, I, I'm definitely in that kid in class and I still am where I will question, I will bring up like just questions that I know, like sometimes the teachers just can't answer. And um, there's just like so many things wrong with that, right? Not everyone is a bad person, especially, you know, at our school, everyone wasn't a bad person. I met my best friend there freshman year. Um, I love her, Naomi, if you're hearing this, love you. Um, And, you know, she's definitely one of the purest people that I met there, but a lot of people were really ugly on the inside. And um, like I said, it's just kind of ironic, you know, because they're preaching about loving each other and like, yeah, we're one big Amat family. That's like, that's the thing there, right? We're one big family and the dog pound on the football games or whatever. I went to like one football game that was enough for me to never go to another So one, my earliest negative experience at Catholic school was in the second grade at Sacred Heart. I'm not going to say the teacher's name, but she would literally, one of my first bullies was this woman, a grown ass fucking woman. She said, there was several, 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 several. Um, incidents with this woman but I remember vaguely one day we were all sitting there and she goes you raise your hand 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 and she said all of those that I asked to raise their hands those are the kids that I can already see are not going to college 
And I was one of the children with my hand raised in the sky. What? Yes. I had to, what? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. And this happened on several occasions. And every time that would happen, I would say that my confidence in myself would go down. And because I struggled with reading and she would always put me on the spot to, you know, read out loud in class, to read a paragraph out, paragraph out loud. And literally, I would be stuttering. I just, it took me a little bit longer to catch up with the other children. But I felt like I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't good enough for for college. And that was my whole MO my whole life. And I feel like that's also a big reason why I decided to go to culinary school, because I thought still as a teenager, I wasn't good good enough to go to college because that teacher had literally beat it into my head that I was never going to go to college. Um, And the reason why I stopped going to Sacred Heart is not by choice. I was actually kicked out of Sacred Heart because... um, my second grade teacher and the staff said I was too street smart for all the other kids. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't damage their sweet little innocent souls when they were fucking terrible bully. Like they were bullies. They fucking, they were terrible fucking kids. Okay. And I'll never forget that. And then I remember one time, she said, um, like she sent us home with a paper to get signed. And she said, if all of you guys get this paper signed, like we'll have extra five minutes of recess. And while my parents are busy, my mom was running a fucking corporation. You know what I mean? My mom was running a business. My dad was a union carpenter working late. The nanny was at home. The nanny wasn't my fucking legal guardian. She couldn't sign my papers, you know? So... I didn't see my mom when I went to bed. I woke up in the morning. My mom didn't take me to school because she was, I don't know, doing something with her business. So um, I went to school and she was like, did everyone get the paper signed? And I was like, fuck. I was like, no, I forgot. And she was like, well, why didn't you get it signed? Now it's all it's all your fault that all these kids are not going to have extra five minutes of recess or should I just let you sit out and give them five minutes, extra five minutes. And she was like, well, why didn't you get it signed? And I was looked at her and I said, because my mother wasn't home. And she was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, girl, my mom works. Like I didn't see her last night. Like, what do you want me to fucking say? I have a nanny. Like, what was I going to do? Tell the fucking nanny sign this paper. No, like I already knew at that age, like what, who my legal guardians were and who weren't, you know? And like, she was like, well, everybody can thank Adelise for not having an extra five minutes of recess. And I was like, wow, like we're supposed to be in Catholic school. That's so godly of you to just fucking point me out in front of all these kids or tell kids who's going to go to college and who's not. Like how, how fucking Christian of you, like, where's your heart? Can I actually add on to that? Because you saying that, um, which I like, this is always going to be ingrained in my head, but I just didn't like randomly want to bring it up. But you're right. Like a lot of the teachers are kind of 
you know, it's crazy. Like your parents are paying a lot of money for this education, right? Specifically for you to go to college, to have a better chance, right? Better opportunities. But a lot of the teachers do put you down. And I had the worst experience, which this really sums up why I just, I hated my school so much. I hated Bishop Lamont so much to this day. I mean, uh, they always send letters to to donate. I'm like, girl, when I have a lot of money, you will not see no money because no. Um, so I have a similar experience that happened my uh, junior, senior, no, senior year of high school with my counselor. Um, I had Miss Andrews. Um, she was a she was a tough one. She was I always got anxiety going in like to see her, but you'd only see her like once once a year because I would never make appointments with my counselor. Um, just because I, I was so terrified. And um, actually, it kind of started, I guess, like sophomore-ish year. So we had to fill out our schedule, right? We had to um, pick our classes because that's when you can start choosing like electives is like sophomore year. And um, I was going to take chemistry that year. And for some reason, she was just like, oh, kid, there's no way you're going to take chemistry. And I was like, why? She was like, because I don't know if it was like my math class, but I passed my math class in, in like my freshman year. So it was like weird. And I was like, what the heck? Um, and she just kind of put me down right away. And I was like, well, I have to take it. Like, I, I don't really have a choice. I might as well get it out of the way. So I ended up taking it and I passed um, barely the second semester. But first semester, I got like a B or something. Um, but well, the worst part, really, but I just wanted to say that because that's kind of where it began my kind of fear of like seeing her. Um, and this actually carried on into college. I didn't really meet with my college counselor at um, my community college for like ever. Um, I like unless I absolutely had to. Um, but yeah, this carried on into, into college that I got like PTSD pretty much from meeting with a counselor. So I only met my, uh, community college counselor a couple of times and she was super sweet. Um, so junior, uh, senior year, we're talking about college, right? Cause the, for the beginning of the year, they meet with all seniors, uh, to your directed, um, counselor or whatever. Right. And they ask you like, what are your plans? Where do you plan to, to go? Whatever. So I did fail algebra two. Uh, math is not my best subject. I failed that in high school. So I needed to take like another like alternative to like get the credits for that, right? It was only five credits. And I told her, well, you know, my GPA isn't the best because of that. And because I, I got a D for my second semester of chemistry, um, but it was still passing, but you know, obviously it's not great for your GPA. And I was like, so I'm going to go to community college. And she was just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that seems like it's probably the best choice for you. And then I told her I was going to go to this community college. I don't want to say, um, but I went to a different community college. I was like only like a, a little bit further away, right? And there's a community college that's closer to me. And she was like, why don't you just go to the one that's closer? If you're concerned about parking, you're not going to find parking anywhere. She was just like super, just like negative for no reason, right? I'm like, girl, because I prefer to go this other one because it's a little bit smaller and I want that. And I've heard better things from that community college. And she was like, okay, well, we'll meet with you guys that are going to community college. This will always stick with me. And I wrote this in my, because uh, you needed to write like a reflection on like, 
your years at Bishop Lamar or something, something stupid like that. And I wrote that in there. And she was like, okay, well, right now we're going to deal with the, with the students that are a little bit more important because they're the ones going to UCs and Cal States and other schools. Then we'll deal with the ones like you that are just going to go to community college and like, um, uh, late March, early, no, late February, early March. Late February came, they never met with us. Early March came, they never met with us. I didn't meet with her. I know I could have taken the initiative and scheduled that appointment with her, but I didn't because, again, I just didn't care to fucking see her unless I absolutely had to. Uh, but everyone else got met up with, but the community college kids, because when you go to a private school, that's so looked down on. And I was so, like, you know, I could relate with Ada, with Ada like, with how she felt you know, down on herself because, you know, your shit teacher told you that at such a young age and, you know, it affects you and it carries on for a long time. So for the longest time, up until like maybe like halfway into community college, I finally came to the realization or not the realization, but like the, to terms that this is my path and that's okay. Because I would beat myself up all the time that I didn't automatically get into university. And honestly, looking back at it now, I'm transferring and I love my community college. That's the best school experience I've ever had. And it's like the best choice I've ever made. But that always stuck with me. And then um, because of my uh, my grade or whatever, I had failed math. I had to take something else in replacement for that for the credits to graduate. So I had to meet with the head counselor, which at the time uh, for us was Mr. Escobar. Don't like him. He's also a, a, a favorite amongst all the students, not me. Didn't like the dude. He's a dick. Um, because he was like, cause I was like, okay, I need to like graduate on time. I cannot not graduate on time. And then he was like, well, maybe you should have studied harder. And I was like, dude, I, I tried. And like I said, I took IB art, which is a, it was kind of a heavy load class. And I did procrastinate. It definitely was on me. I could have tried a lot harder, but I went to tutoring and stuff and that didn't even help in algebra two. Um, because the teacher, she was kind of like the same way. Like she peaked in high school because she went to that high school. She played volleyball or something. So she's friends with all the popular kids or whatever, um, which is also really weird. And um, anyways, so yeah, he was basically, he basically told me, he was like, well, I don't want to deal with you because it's obvious that you don't care about your education. So why am I going to spend my time with you and try to find like a alternative, you know, when you could have just put in the work at the, like from, from, from the jump. And I was like, are you serious? Like, I remember I cried. I cried so hard after I left his office. I skipped, I never skipped a class before. Uh, and I skipped US history. I actually really loved the teacher. He was one of the football coaches, but he was really sweet. And I cried in the bathroom, like the whole, the whole period. Cause I didn't know how to tell my mom that I'm like, fuck, I'm not graduating. She's going to yell at me, like whatever, you know, spending all this money on this education. And, um, that's basically what he told me but I'm really happy that I told him to his face I was like so you're telling me my parents are paying you you know six or seven hundred dollars a month for you not to do your job which is this to counsel me to be to help me and then I stormed out of his office and he just kind of stood there like oh shit like I didn't think he'd say that so you know I get home I tell my mom and she like she of course she gets mad at first because she's like I told you you know you need to be on top of your shit but she got really mad with how he handled it and then I don't know what my mom did, but um, the next day he was like, oh, here's a class that you that you can take and you're, you'll graduate. You'll be fine. 
And it was just like, that's all you had to do. So I definitely feel you, Ada, and like that that pressure, you know, to to like succeed and like to um which we all feel, but like especially, you know, no teachers should, should say that public, private, whatever. But specifically coming from like a religion-based school, right? Like you said, like where it's like super godly, that wasn't really something that was. So I, I definitely yeah. feel on that. That shit sucked, to say the least. Exactly. Like like you were saying, Ashanti, like this is a religious school. Like the whole like like your studies are based off religion. Like you take religion in high school like you learn about religion there's a cross like we pray in the morning you know religion is embedded in us we go to church on Fridays you know they during Lent they don't serve me blah 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 but yet you have teachers that are doing the complete opposite of what should like of what's the godly thing to do what's the right thing to do you know I used to want to tell those motherfuckers what would Jesus do honey what the fuck would Jesus do? Because right now you ain't doing it. You are not doing it. Okay? Ugh. And these, and then what's even more upsetting is that our parents are paying all this money for us to get this so-called uh, college prep education. But yet the teachers don't even have their masters in teaching. To teach at a Catholic school, to teach at a private school, the only thing they need is a bachelor's degree. Did you know that? I did not. That's insane. I can tell mm-hmm. by teaching that uh, yeah, it wasn't too hard, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, so that's why a lot... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. So that's why a lot of teachers that teach at private schools really don't know how to teach. Because that's not their specific field. They couldn't just... They couldn't find a job. They don't have a master's. They can't get a job in the public school system so they go to you know they go to the private school and did you know that there's there's actually a really big difference I would say that honestly I did get a better education out of public school I really did because those teachers care they care not only that but when you go to a public school that's funded by the state your ass has to take a test your sophomore year of high school, and that determines whether or not you will be graduating high school or not. And I know that doesn't happen at um, private school because, like, when I would talk to my friends who were still in private school, they'd be like, what's that? And I'm like, uh, a test I have to take so I can graduate high school? You know, so it wasn't just about, like, the credits and the classes and getting good grades. It was also about passing that test. You know, to make sure that your education was up to par. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, the differences, there's a lot of differences. I know a lot of people, there's some people, like my sister. My sister was hardcore all about going to private school. But my sister was also a cheerleader at Bishop. My sister had all the friends. She was popular. All the teachers loved her, this, this, and that. You know, so my sister's experience was very different from mine. You know? So... But yeah, but to get more, like, to get back into the religious aspect of it, the whole Catholicism part of school, it's really, this is supposed, it's supposed to be, quote unquote, a safe place for kids. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to feel like 
you are in danger or in harm. But in actuality, it's a hell, it's hell for kids, especially if you identify with the LGBTQIA community, especially if you're different or you don't have as much money as, you know, Sally or fucking Mark, you know, over there and their parents were dropping them off in the Bentley or they're driving their G-Wagon, you know. Catholic school, Catholic private school is so shitty. Like, the way kids are tormented there is so sad. And the faculty does nothing because they're not funded by the state. They're funded by the archdiocese. They know that the archdiocese is great at fucking uh, covering stuff up, as we all know. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just honestly, if I ever have children one day, I swear to you, my children will never, ever step foot in a Catholic private school. Ever. It fucked me up that bad. And I also feel like that's why I have a really sour taste about religion in my mouth. I don't consider myself to be religious in any aspect. I, you know, I do believe in God. I'm very spiritual, but I do not, even though I've committed most, all my, all my sacraments as a Catholic, I don't identify with being a Catholic at all. Actually, Fran, like, uh, cause I know we talked about our, our relationship with that. Like, what's your relationship with, with like religion? I know you, you, you know, view it a different way or if you have any views on, on it. Yeah, so before I get into that, I just want to, like, say that I think Ada has a really good point with, like, the huge differences and not even just, like, the, um, what is it, like, the obviously the, the obvious difference that there wasn't really religion uh, included in a, in a public school or public school teachings, um, but I'll get back to that. But to answer that question, um, I don't, I th- so... Just real quick, like I in in high school, I would say I was pretty religious, um, and I don't think that's because it was forced upon me. Like I think it was just something that I, you know, naturally just gravitated to. It made sense, you know. Um, our mom and dad, they're pretty religious, so it, it was it was natural. I didn't really feel forced, and I kind of just like accepted it as is. I wouldn't say I was extremely religious though. Uh, towards the end of my high school career or whatever, uh, I it was actually funny because I feel like that actually was the peak, but it was also the low of my beliefs at that point because the peak happened whenever we did retreats there was oh my gosh I can't even remember the freaking retreats names but just know that there were retreats I don't want to butcher them Kairos Kairos that was one yeah and Emmaus or something like that I don't really know but <laughs> whatever um those retreats they actually are really special to me they actually did do a lot for me um as far as uh self-love and, you know, it gave me, like, a really good self-reflection, and it was just, it was a good time, and, you know, it, I will say I was very thankful for that, even though Bishop wasn't the best, it did have its highlights, and I do want to, like, uh, reiterate that in this podcast, like, this isn't disrespectful towards anyone with whatever their religious beliefs are, these are just our opinions, but um, at the same time, like, I think it's good to highlight certain, uh, like, how the Catholic Church can be positive in some ways, I mean, you know, with the Pope uh, speaking, up for uh, same-sex marriages and whatnot, um, things like that. But anyways, um, yeah, so that's my stance. I'd say as of now, um, I'm not really religious. I think I'm more, like, agnostic. I kind of just am with, I'm just chill, like, with it. Like, I, you know, cool if someone believes it, cool if not. I, I thought I was going to be an atheist at some point, but it it was just hard to let go of it just because of my experiences in the past. 
uh, with religion. So I'll just say I'm in the middle for now. Um, so to go back to the differences um, with just public school and, and let's just say uh, where Ada went and like Bishop Mamat, I love how you said that there was just more love and care. And I'm sorry I've been more quiet in this podcast episode, but um, I've actually just been kind of just bringing up some little bits of research. I actually came across a Reddit post some years back. And the question was, why are Catholic schools so bad at keeping kids Catholic? And I obviously couldn't go. The thread was so long, but I couldn't go through it all. But someone made a point similar, kind of like in relation to what you said, Anna, because they're like, well, you know, usually the teachers are pretty terrible. Um, they just don't care. And their main focus is just to like teach about religion, but not really show it or how to like really practice it. Right. Like, sure. You can be taught about, you can be taught of God, like about what, you know, and the Bible, but it's a different thing to go and practice those things and to like build a relationship with God. Like that's on your own. And I feel like it was so hard personally for me to do that with the toxic, toxic environment around me. Like, how did you expect me to be, in uh, to have like a deep relationship with God when in one ear I'm being told I can be myself but then in another I can't be myself and if I am fully myself then I can't be accepted by God or loved by God and it was this really confusing confusing like uh internal like monologue with myself like I just couldn't understand where I where I stood and it, I felt back to like oh my gosh like you know am I the devil because like I almost don't want to believe in this anymore or like whatever you know I just it was this crazy thing, but yeah, there was a lot of ups and downs with my belief, like extreme ups and downs. And, um, and yeah, I think, uh, just to the core of this podcast, like the core of this episode itself, like, I think it's, it's, it's important to see like the ironies, like with the Catholic church, um, you know, uh, like they, so, you know, they, they push on, uh, teaching that all human life is sacred and that the dignity of the human person is the foundation for all social teachings, that, you know, you have to have respect for human life, that the world is so distorted by greed and selfishness. selfishness. Um, but yet, here we are, like, you have the whole sex ring thing in the Catholic Church uh, with pedophilia. Then you have, like, I know there's some um, scams that even happen in, like, Christian churches, too, like, where they ask for donations and then the fucking... Um, you know, pastor or whatever goes and buys like a Bentley or whatever. They're like, you know, things like that. And like, that's, and I know that, I know I was bringing, I, I got the example from like Catholic social teachings, but I feel like at the core, like religion is all the same. Like you shouldn't be doing bad things, but yet here we are, like people in power, especially in religion are doing bad things. So um, if anyone wants to add to that, go for it. If not, totally cool. Yeah. So I want to add on to what you were saying, Fran, you know, like, like, In Catholic school, going to Catholic church, Catholicism is very sit down. um, It's very by the book. It's not very relatable to everyday life. It's, you know, very cut and dry. And a lot of people are Catholic because I feel like, well, I was raised Catholic. My mom and dad were Catholic, blah, blah, blah. You know, and for me, it was really all about exploring religion. Like, I remember there was a period of time where my mom and I used to go to faith community, and I've never felt closer to God ever in my life than I did at a Christian service. Because the sermon, the way the pastor would, you know, preach in his sermon, it related with everyday life. And I felt like, hey, this is really cool because I feel like I'm not being judged for my mistakes or who I am, but at the same time, like, 
you know, like, should I be here because I'm Catholic? You know, like, just like a con, like, you know, a battle within. But then really, at the end of the day, I was just like, well, you don't have to put a a name or a face to your religious beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, and I know there's so many people caught up with, uh, well, you know, the way you're living, you're part of the LGBTQIA community, you're going to burn in hell, blah, 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 blah. But like, you know, those without sin should cast the first stone. And usually those people who are coming at you all crazy are living in sin. Okay. Just because I decide to lay with another woman in my bed doesn't make me less less of a person or that doesn't mean that I'm going to enter the gates of heaven what about you you're over there laying with a man who's married but what that sin is less than mine because you're you're sleeping with a married man a married man come on now really no just because it's heterosexual sex I don't think so just because you're engaging in activity that's heteronormative in the eyes of the Lord doesn't mean that it's still not wrong. You know what I mean? And a lot of people like to focus on the, well, you're gay, you're this, you're that. And a lot of people like to talk about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, you know? So it's like, if you really want to go there, it had nothing to do with being homosexual. It had everything to do with uh, gang and incest because um, I forget the name. He sleeps with his two daughters, like, and the only why the only reason why he saves that guy that comes into the town is because he was about to be gained by everybody in the fucking town. Oh shit. I should have said I should have given a warning. I'm sorry guys, I'm human. Yeah, we're talking about some explicit stuff like I said like like these are not these are my opinions, these are not facts. So take it how you want, but this is how I feel. This is what I know about the Bible and how I've interpreted. They're literally stories written by other people. Like these accounts are written by other people. You know what I mean? So like how much how much of it is actually factual? You know? Okay. Yeah, and then and there's and like, I, sorry. There's that thing too. I, just like they fit it to their narrative, right? They like switch up a story to fit it to their narrative. Mm-hmm. Sure. Exactly. And you know what? I know for a fact there was a handful of homosexual teachers at Bishbamont who were literally preaching about, you know, it's okay to be gay, but don't act on it. This, this, and that. What they would always tell us. Shit, it wasn't even just about being gay at that school. They would slut shame us and all this. Especially, oh man, there was one teacher when I went there, she was like, she would crack the whip with girls and be like, let's see your skirt. Like, are you trying to check out, like, just weird shit. Like, yeah, honestly, like, it, it's, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no. you're right. Yeah, it, um, it is weird. Uh, it, it's super when you said the the slut shaming, like there's a specific thing that a teacher had said. I forgot. I I will put her on blast. I don't remember her name though. She was a religion teacher, right? We're talking. It was sophomore year. Um, I forgot what the premises of the religion class was, but we we're talking about sex, right? You know, they teach you, you know, no sex before marriage. Okay. Whatever. Um, and we were talking about. I don't know if it was like teen pregnancy or I don't know what the question or the topic was, but all I remember her saying is 
you know, um, or she was talking about like how girls, teenagers going to the gynecologist, she's like, you know, they're they're so scared to put their legs up, but it's not like they're not already doing that already. Or she said something super like nasty like that, like slut shaming, like, well, you already have your legs up and now you're now you want to be embarrassed and you've been doing that this whole time. And I was just like, you know, and that was my sophomore year. So I actually think that was really when I was starting to kind of, you know, figure out my my morals and my values. And that was just like wrong. Like it was just a lot. It's it's a lot. It's a it's a lot that happens in, you know, Catholic school. There's a lot of um, aspects of it that are just just wrong. And I feel like definitely there's certain concentrations that I think we should do separate episodes on and, like, really talk about it. But it definitely is um, is all of the, the things that we that we said. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I see yeah. it being more of, like, an overall, like, look at, like, the – the shit that was like Bishop Malau or any fucking Catholic high school out there. I mean, there's so many, so, so many stories that we can go off of, but I mean, this just goes to show, like, it doesn't just affect like one group. Like, I mean, you know, Ada and I are dealing with like the LGBTQI stuff and then you dealing with like the anti-feminist stuff. Like, I mean, just religion tends to be like this whole, like, um, fucking like teaching of misogyny and teachings of misogyny, really. Like, if you think about it, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just constant in that where, just you know men had the power women can like fuck 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 women like whatever like you know and I felt like in general just women were always like the target at least at Bishop Ma like whether it was a skirt thing like one of you mentioned or whether it was like I yeah just comments like with slut shaming like I know when people even got caught having sex and if a male was involved uh like I feel like the male wouldn't have much of like a punishment versus like the female um and and so so on and so forth and it's just like what are you doing like you're saying all, like, this is all evil, like, I couldn't even wear black, because apparently that was, like, a gang color, like, yeah, you're over here, like, with all this other, like, letting all this other bullshit just fly by you, like, the actual quote-unquote evil stuff, and it's just, like, they choose to go after what they want to, and it's never, like, consistent, it's just always so, so, so all over the place. Exactly, honestly, for me, my experience in Catholic school was terrible, And when going back to when I was in second grade, when I was younger and my parents bringing up the fact that, you know, this teacher was saying these things, doing these things in the class. She had she had no repercussions. There were no repercussions whatsoever. She continued to teach second grade. She continued to teach there for many years. And then I felt like once I left because they were angry with my parents because they were trying to advocate for me. They took it out on my sister, you know, it was really, really sad. Like that whole situation at that school was just really fucked up. And honestly, it starts at the top. It starts with the principal. You have a fucked up principal and then it just goes, it trickles all the way down. You know what I mean? And for Bishop Amont, I absolutely agree. The boys, if they, if the boys would do something bad, they would get a slap on the wrist, especially if they played football or soccer because you know they cared they honestly cared more about the trophies and the banners in the in the fucking gym than they did about the actual students or their education you know the boys would get us little uh hit on the wrist don't do that again but the girls fuck god forbid you were you know you were going home you had to go change you were getting uh, all kinds of fucking detentions this this and that you'd be like whoa like what the fuck dude like sorry sorry i have hips 
sorry, I have thighs. I can't change that. Like, I remember, like, one time, like, um, a teacher at Bishop Amont made a comment and was like, maybe you shouldn't, you know, wear shorts. Maybe you should wear the skirt so they don't accentuate your thighs or something like that, to that effect. And I was was like, oh, okay. And I was just like, bitch, whatever. Like, I'm going to wear what I want. Like, you're obviously saying that my body's too sexy to be wearing shorts because they're tight. Yeah, that shit happened. I was in detention all the goddamn time because I would dress code. I was wear you couldn't wear high tops for some reason. I wore high tops or my skirt was too short. And I would talk back all the time. Not talk back. I don't want to say that because that sounds bad. But I would stand up for myself. Um, I know one of the deans, she was like, your skirt is way too short. And I was like, what about her? Hers is basically showing her, like, her butt. And she's like, uh, I didn't ask you about that. I'm talking about you. And it's just like, it really is pick and choosy. And you're right. They do, they do um, kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but they do, I guess, weaponize your body against you like you have to get um I don't know I'm pretty sure this is in every Catholic school but for ours like you had to get your prom dress approved by the head dean you had to get your homecoming dresses approved you couldn't just wear whatever I couldn't go to homecoming because my my dress although I had the the neckline um to my like not showing any cleavage or whatever it was long sleeved it was really cute um but because it was asymmetrical I couldn't wear it because it was too short on on the on the ends or whatever on well, the there's, side. there's not only that but there was like the constant measuring of girls skirts like I don't know if you guys saw any of that happen but in a specific class of mine this male teacher uh literally before I would say pretty much every class um would just go up to girls and like measure their skirts and like practically touch them and it's just like what are you doing you're fine baby like what are you doing you know like why are like how is that okay? Like you're like you didn't get their consent to do that really. Exactly. Honestly, no, he did it because he was a pervert. Right. So it's just like, but that's okay. Like that's totally okay to do. Like you'll you won't fucking you you'll look the other way for that. But God forbid, like someone's prom dress doesn't fit the fucking standards. Like that's just disgusting. And it's just like I know they had to know this was going on. Like I'm sure someone had to like bring this up, one of the girls or even some of the guys, I don't know, like see the parents and just like I don't know, maybe, I mean, I don't know, like, overall, it's just, because I guess it's, like, a Catholic school, it has, like, this automatic, like, shield on it, like, there can be no bad, but at the same time, it's, like, there absolutely can be, and, like, we've seen that shit, <laughs> like, we've seen mm-hmm. that, so, yeah, yeah. You know, for me in high school, I, I'm so happy I didn't have to deal with getting, like, my prom dress or anything like that approved, as I'm gonna be honest, guys, at least at my public school, I'm only speaking for my public school because I went to a public school for those who don't know listening to the podcast. I went to a public school where there were a lot of wealthy kids. And so basically, like anything kind of went. <laughs> like you could be showing your titties and ass in prom, and the faculty would be looked the other way and how's your mom? How's your dad? Because, you know, like, their parents were donating money to the school. So there was no issue with that, like, or dress code. But I also have to say, like, teachers weren't getting cheap fills either, which, you know, is good, which is good. Because, like, we just could basically wear whatever we wanted, you know, as long as it obviously wasn't too, too revealing. But, like, there was, like, 
really no enforcement of dress code. Like, dress code was literally like, just don't wear a tank top. And that's basically it. Like, don't wear a tank top, no tube top, no halter top. And if you are, put a cardigan over it. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. go for it. Oh, no, I'll just gonna quickly say, like, like, I totally, like, I can, that's hilarious to me. Because, yeah, I think just, for me, that transition from a Catholic high school to an art school in L.A., like, or art college in L.A., it was just a whole shock factor. But that, I feel like that's just so much, and that's a story for another, or at least, like, a, a, a lot of stories for other podcast <laughs> episodes. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just the differences are insane. Like, I honestly, I'll say this. I felt I was already feeling pretty confident, but I had to kind of like find that with myself. It wasn't in the, with the help of Bishop too much at all. But when I went to the art college that I went to, like, my God, like it was just like a 360. Like I felt alive and I felt like a freedom from away from all that. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I'll leave it at. Like I just felt so good. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that you guys want to bring up, but um, I think it's like a good time to like cut it right here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'll let you guys add anything if you need to. Nope. I'll just say the outro, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. And honestly, in the future, I'm going to just probably say, well, we should probably do a part two and go more into depth about, like, the actual, like, archdiocese, like, the Vatican City, stuff like that. Yeah, I think, so. um, oh, go ahead. No, I'm done. I'm done, oh, Miss. So you um, can do your, you can do your outro, girl. Do your thing. Yeah, but before that, actually, for anyone listening to this very uh, unraveling episode. If if there's something you're interested in, let us know, like a specific concentration within the topic of Catholicism. So, you know, the misogyny or um or or like um Ada said, like the the actual um I guess structure of it, right? Or, you know, the morals, ideologies, whatever. I I think it would be cool to know like what people would be interested in hearing. Because I know people kind of find, like, my, um, our experiences, like, interesting that, like, oh, like, I didn't know, like, that was what that was in Catholic mm-hmm. school or whatever. So I think it'd be really cool, you know, let us know. Um, maybe we'll make a post and, and have people comment, like, what they would want to hear for a part two. Because there could be part two, part three, part 50. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, but we will, we will end it there. Um, you know, that's all the time we have for today. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I know this is probably a little bit of a longer episode, but I think we just talked about so many good things. And, uh, well, not good things, but, you know, like, good things to, to bring up. And um, we just want to say thank you guys for tuning in for our second episode. If you missed the first one, that is still up. We talked again about um, COVID and an LGBTQ plus influencer. Super interesting and yeah um as always don't forget to follow us on instagram and spotify we will soon be posting our podcast on youtube at a point as well um all of our handles are cabronas y cafe um you know follow us for updates you know we will be doing like ask us questions whatever so make sure to follow us also quick plug for myself i do own a small business chiquita lashes that is my handle on instagram uh chiquitalashes.com to look it up i sell lashes and lip gloss and that's pretty much all i have to say so we will see you guys for the next episode and um thank you for for tuning in bye bye, bye. love you guys love you amigas yeah, amigos <laughs> <laughs>